Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello there, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby, and I'm connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. And uh, this is uh, Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. And you know, I was watching a video. Just, uh, I think it was... I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, And the guy was talking about attention spans, and he started off by talking about goldfish. He had this aquarium behind him with all these beautiful goldfish. And he said that research has shown that goldfish have an attention span of about nine minutes, which is why he said they don't really understand that they're in this aquarium, they're in this prison, because they they just forget about everything, and then they, they're just very happy in their little aquarium. And then he said that research has shown that the average human being has about, and this is probably just in the United States, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but I do know that what he's saying is probably true here, and that is that human beings have an average of eight minutes in their attention span. And, uh, you know, maybe that's why most people are unaware that they are also imprisoned and slaves to the system. Uh, so, and that made me think about my shows because I know, I know my shows are often filled with information, just jam packed. I can't help myself and I'm, I'm working on it to try to simplify it, but I'm trying to impart, you know, lots of information and I try to slam a lot of things to make my full points within 30 minutes. Uh, and that's, that's not easy to do. <laughs> And I wonder about whether people are retaining and really, really paying attention all the way through to a lot of what I'm talking about. But I want to ask you, I challenge you to prove to yourself that you can hold attention for longer than eight minutes and bear with me because this is important stuff. And I'm going to be talking in this show about the Bundy trials. Um... That are ongoing still in Oregon. I thought, you know, I knew that Ryan and Eamon Bundy were found not guilty in the Oregon trials, but uh, I forgot that there were more trials going on up there in regards to other people who were standing with them at the Malheur uh, Wildlife Refuge occupying the National Fish and Wildlife Building. Um, and so those trials are ongoing. And then also this month, the Bundy trials uh, and the others involved in the uh, the standoff at Bunkerville in Nevada are being held just starting this month. So I thought it's time, very much time for me to kind of do some research and find out what is going on with the Bundy trials. And I uh, found some very revealing videos. One was released by a man named Lazaro, and I'm not sure I have this name pronounced right, Esenaro or Ekenaro. Um, The video was released through the Valley Forge Network, and Lazaro is speaking in regards to both the Malheur, Oregon National Fish and Wildlife standoff but uh, last year and the Bunkerville standoff that happened back in 2014 in Nevada. But Lazaro right now is up in Portland, uh, Oregon, and is intimately involved on the defense side. Uh, On the outside of it, though, he's not involved in the trials. And he's been doing a lot of homework in the background of this case. 
And I just want to clarify that these two cases are connected, not just because the Bundys were involved in both incidents, but also the players involved on the prosecution side that led to both standoffs are equally involved in those incidents. And not just the BLM and other federal agencies, but private corporations in the background who are complicit in what has happened, not only to the defendants in these two cases, but to many people across the Western states of America and around the world that led to the Bundys and many others who decided to stand with them and draw a line in the sand. This stuff, this stuff happens everywhere. So these court cases are not about the Bundys and the Hammonds specifically. These court cases are about all of us and should be considered vitally important to humanity's interests. And that's why I'm watching these cases with interest and sharing it as it progresses because I know how the cases are being stacked against them. Also of note, these cases are, of course, not being reported on in the mainstream media. And if they are, it is so fucking minimal. They want people to not think about these cases. They want everyone to forget about it. Gosh, Renegade Nation, I wonder why. Lazaro, in this video, began talking about the family of Blaine Cooper, one of the defendants, who was the first and only occupier in both the Nevada and Oregon standoffs to testify for the government, the prosecution. Lazaro said in the video that he has seen Blaine Cooper a number of times over the course of Cooper's incarceration, and he said that Cooper has lost a considerable amount of weight and that Cooper has stated to him that they had essentially tortured him during the interrogations to coerce him to testify about, against his co-defendants. The prosecution has recommended a six-year imprisonment term for Blaine Cooper, and Cooper's current incarceration with these interrogations is so bad that he says he'll do anything to decrease his sentence and rejoin his family. Lazaro summed up that Cooper's testimony was given under duress and therefore that testimony is null and void. This is all very familiar, isn't it, Renegade Nation? <laughs> A quote from his video where he speaks into what is really behind both of these incidents and this is key to understanding what's really going on here. And I'm quoting from him here now. Uh, this is why you have Uranium One and I'll interject here that Uranium One is a Canadian corporation, a chartered corporation in Canada, with Russian corporate interests behind it. Now think about this. Uranium is related to nuclear energy and weaponry, right? In essence, this is a national security issue since a Russian corporation through Canada's front is seeking to exploit American resources on public and private land. Uranium. So, Uranium One. And you also have Calico Resources, who just joined Barrick Gold Incorporated under former federal senator Harry Reid of Nevada and Renegade Nation, guess who? <laughs> George Soros. I'm unquoted here to say, I mean, how many of these players, these names, you know, they just keep coming up. They've got their itchy little fingers in all kinds of cookie jars don't they? I've talked in a past show about the connection to Uranium One and the collusion on the federal side, utilizing federal agencies like the BLM and others to break 
the livelihoods of independent ranchers, farmers, miners, and others, force them into bankruptcy through exorbitantly higher and higher fees paid to the BLM and the National Fish and Wildlife Agencies, findings of when they find them, all this kind of stuff, it gets exorbitantly expensive for these independent ranchers and farmers and miners. And they do this, these agencies are doing this at their whims, seemingly, or they actually drive them off the land through collusion with law enforcement and the judicial. This is all for private profiteering. Let's call it what it is, racketeering. And Lazaro asks, why haven't they subpoenaed any of the CEOs of these interests, the board of directors or their lobbyists from Uranium One, Calico Resources, and Barrick Gold? Stephen Beverlin, who is Senator Harry Reid's brother-in-law, should be subpoenaed because he's behind Barrick Gold Incorporated. Oh my, the cronyism. Business as usual. Ron Wyden and his son are involved with the hedge funds now Pay attention here. Ron Wyden and his son involved in the hedge funds, including their investments in the Oregon Legislative Investment Council that ties into the minerals in Oregon. Okay, do you see where this is going, (laughs) Renegade Nation? Oregon's Legislative Investment Council utilizes the hedge funds to grow the money for their pensions for Oregon's Congress and Senate and other pensions for government's uh, employees, such as the judges and other court staff pensions. Do you see the collusion here? They're profiting themselves and their government pension funds by driving private civilians off their lands for corporate profiteering. Lazaro kept naming names, you know, just went down this litany of names and claimed they were all behind Uranium One, Calico Resources, and other mining corporations as well. And the front, here's the front man for this whole thing, this racketeering, for these corporations is the Center for Biological Diversity through a woman named Karen Suckling to set up the land grabs, to steal the land, the lumber, the water, and the minerals. These land grabs are both on private property and public lands, which belong to the people and their states. Public lands are held in trust for the people of the states who live in them, not to be sold away for private corporate profits. Lazaro, uh, also said that what is so vital about Cooper's testimony is that it all ties to Uranium One and drumroll, Senator, whoops, Bill and Hillary's Clinton Foundation. Ah, yes, more very familiar names. So we have Senator Harry Reid, Reid's brother-in-law, George Soros, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and the collusion by various government players to profit themselves by stealing from you and I and destroying the livelihoods of independent ranchers, farmers, and others. Blaine Cooper's testimony, given under duress, was designed to protect these criminals. Lazaro asks, why haven't those recordings been subpoenaed? And, you know, I can only surmise that it's recordings of Cooper while under interrogation while in jail. Lazaro also asks why he himself hasn't been subpoenaed. And Lazaro's final statement in this video is, treason is being perpetrated upon our republic. And that's the basic sum of Lazaro Escenaro's video. Very revealing, and as I said, very familiar, isn't it? 
We all know this scenario. Okay, I'm taking a break here. Uh, When I come back, I'm going to start with some food. Well, no, I'm just going to uh, switch from the Portland trials to um, the uh, Nevada trials and the people who are taking notes, going to going to trial every day, listening in and taking notes and and letting us in the public know what's happening. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. Station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade. You know, um, I want to cover a bit of this. Uh, This is from an Andrea Olson Parker, who, like Lazaro up in Portland, is sitting in court each day and taking notes. Then at lunch break or at close of court each day, she comes out to the street outside the courthouse to relay her notes to interested people or whatever press might be hanging around. I understand the courtroom for this really large case is rather small. I guess they don't want a lot of witnesses sitting in on this one. Here's a sum up from her notes. Um, Andrea said, in short, that that morning had been the questioning of BLM and agents who were at the standoff back in 2014, acting as law enforcement. Uh, They were being questioned that morning and mostly, she said, they had used the, I can't recall, answer for the most part on critical questioning by the defense. Their body cameras, which were supposed to be recording throughout the incident for evidentiary purposes, were often turned off for reasons that didn't quite make sense. For instance, one officer was asked while on the stand, on a scale of one to 10, what he felt the threat level was on the protesters side, and he answered a level eight, eight out of 10. When questioned why he didn't leave his body cam on, he answered that when things got a little heated during the incident, he said he became angry and turned his body cam off, (laughs) saying he didn't want to film it. Something to that effect. Andrea also said overall that the judge overruled the defense's objections more often than not, and sided with the prosecution, the government's case, when they objected. Hmm. Sounds like a kangaroo court to me, wouldn't you agree? Gosh, I'm a poet and I don't even know it. In fact, in further talks about that day's testimony, one of the prosecuting attorneys, uh, not the lead prosecutor, but a woman with a name that sounded like Nadia, was doing all of the objections during the defense witnesses' testimonies, and this this prosecutor uh, made a statement at one point to the effect, uh, you know, she was complaining to the judge that the defense was slowing up the prosecution's case with all of their objections, although she herself had been vociferously objecting to the questioning by the defense. I mean, really, talk about arrogance. Talk about 
and assured confidence by the prosecution's side that the defense shouldn't work so hard because, well, the prosecution has all this wrapped up neat and tidy. Don't slow us down. It's not worth your effort. And the judge, and the judge herself, seems not to care to keep a balanced trial, which is one of the most important aspects of a judge's job in the hearing of a case. But back to the questioning uh, of the law enforcement agent that he said that the protesters had German shepherds there. And the officer explained that police use German shepherds as a weapon. So he considered the German shepherds on the scene of the protesters to be considered a danger upgrade. When Andreas said that, one of the people standing listening started laughing. A man, uh, he was most probably there at the Bundy standoff, and he said those purported German shepherds were actually Australian sheepdogs, ranch herding dogs. <laughs> and then uh, during further questioning in the court on this subject, the government agent said the dogs were wagging their tails, which further, apparently, was considered threatening to this, to him and other agents. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so very afraid when I see a dog wagging its tail. It's a sure sign of aggression. Don't you agree, Renegade Nation? <laughs> Shit. Also, the agents on the scene took issue with the fact that some of the people had holstered sidearms. Another threat. Well, I guess federal security, police, and etc. are not comfortable with anyone but themselves being armed, and it freaks them out when the Second Amendment is being exercised by people trying to protect themselves from tyranny. But an important question in this case is this. Is the Bureau of Land Management and the F National Fisheries and Wildlife Agencies, and so on down the line, are they considered law enforcement? When did that happen? These agencies are part of the national park system, and they were never designated to utilize military tactics to steal property. Yes, I bet most of you listening know this shit happens all the time, but do you know why? Because there's a very good reason for why this is going on. Renegade Nation, I'm taking a break. When I come back, I'll speak into those answers. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Hello again, Renegade Nation. Everly, I'm back. And, uh, you know, as I said, I'm still not really good at multitasking. Forgive me. <laughs> anyway, as I said before the break, the Bundy trials going on in Oregon and Nevada, uh, as I described the witness in Oregon who was not subpoenaed to testify for the defense when he should be, who shed the true light on why these standoffs occurred in the first place and the very familiar names and corporations that were also not subpoenaed who are a party to the goings-on that forced the Bundys and their supporters to draw a line in the sand. All very familiar stuff. As I know, you know. But why is this happening all the time? And why is justice so hard to come by? I know 
everyone asks these questions. And I've talked briefly about this stuff before, and the solution is in understanding jurisdiction. The Bundys and the others who stood with them are trapped in a jurisdiction that isn't meant for them. This is what happens to people everywhere all the time. People have not been taught this on purpose, but it's high time that people begin to understand this because as we all know, (laughs) you never know when something happens and you're all of a sudden being railroaded into a courtroom for whatever reason, and you darn well know that a major dent is going to occur in your financial well-being and perhaps even the quality of your life if they decide to throw you in prison more often than not, for a victimless crime. There were no victims at the hand of the Bundys and their supporters in either standoff, but there sure was a victim in Oregon at the hand of the alleged corporate government in the murder of Lavoy Finnicum, an unarmed man who was littered with nine or more bullets in an ambush by federal agents. I'll give a quick analogy first, courtesy of Anna von Reitz who knows very well how to nail down facts in a very clear way. Here's how Anna describes the difference between the jurisdiction of the land and the jurisdiction of the sea. And people in the military are very familiar with this very important distinction. Anna says, if you are a sailor and you go on liberty in a port of call, and this sailor goes ashore, gets drunk, gets in a brawl, busts up a local pub, breaks a local baker's nose, and gets arrested by the local cops. They call the military police. The military police take charge of the miscreant and throw him in their separate jail. The charges against him are brought before a military court, not a civilian court. He is subject to a tougher, more draconian standard of law, that of admiralty and is penalized for his misbehavior according to the law of the sea, even though the brawl took place on land. Why? Because sailors, like merchant mariners, are all subject to the law of the sea, even when they're on land. If you are a former USMC recon, you are fully aware of what I'm talking about, and no doubt have had direct experience with precisely these sorts of situations, so you have no reason to disbelieve a word I'm saying. That was from Anna von Reitz. Okay, so, now this is the most important thing to know about these two jurisdictions. When an average human being goes into court they assume that they're in a court under the law of the land and that the Constitution prevails there. That's the first and most devastating mistake people make because all the courts across this country, all of them, from the county to the state to the federal, operate in the jurisdiction of the sea, which is international admiralty and maritime law, a very different law form from the law of the land, the land jurisdiction. Plain and simple, the law of the the jurisdiction of the sea is mainly involved in corporate law, commerce and equity law. And our country and state, county and state governments have incorporated with the U.S. incorporated as franchises to profit from federal kickbacks. So they left the land jurisdiction and joined the jurisdiction of the sea on the federal level. This includes the judicial system and law enforcement as well as the prison system, and the list 
of those agencies and so on and so forth goes on and on. They are privately owned corporations for profit. The courts do not have jurisdiction or authority to hear civil proceedings concerning people and their property. They have nothing to do with the civil land jurisdiction, which is where the people live. We live on the land, not on the sea. Do you see the conflict of interest? Human beings, civilians, are being press-ganged into courtrooms presiding over the jurisdiction of the sea, which deals with legal fiction entities, corporations, commerce and equity. Are you, Renegade Nation, is anyone out there listening, are you a corporation? Personally, are you a corporation? Are you a legal fiction entity created on paper? Of course not. The courts that do have jurisdiction to hear civil cases of people and their property issues have been done away with many years ago. (laughs) Accidentally on purpose, I guess. That's why you can't argue your constitutional protections or the Bill of Rights in any of these courts. The judges throw those arguments out and... Those judges are correct in doing so because the jurisdiction of the sea cannot rule on land jurisdiction issues, the issues of the people. They just press gang us into them because we don't understand the difference and they profit very nicely in the ignorance of people. You know, I hope this is making sense to you, or at least I hope, I hope there's a glimmer of lights turning on. Oh, uh, you know, and I want to talk about something else. But it's all involved in a sense. It's another point I'd like to make. Now, Trump, President Trump gave his speech in front of Congress and Senate on Tuesday night, last Tuesday, the 28th of February. And at one point when he was talking about health care, he said, this is a civil rights issue. When he said that, I immediately went, ding! Oh, my God. And he also referred to Americans as citizens throughout his speech. Now, you may not think twice about this, but I remind you, President Trump is the chief executive of the U.S. Incorporated, and it's his job to represent us that way, as U.S. citizens with only civil rights. That's how it was set up illegally back in the 1930s to lump and reassign every American national from birth who were born as sovereigns on the land jurisdiction and change our political status into U.S. citizens with civil rights in the jurisdiction of the sea without our knowledge or consent. Civil rights are granted by the Federal Corporate Congress, which they can take away from you at any given time at their whim. They stole us away from our guaranteed inherent rights described in the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. That's what has been done to us, and it's up to us to stand up and take our correct political status back for our own self-interest and protection. A lot of people are doing that. As Anna Von Rice said regarding the Bundy trials, the solution is really simple. The defendant should say, I made a mistake. I was told a long time ago that I was a U.S. citizen, but I have now become aware that I'm an American state national. I'm a Utahan from Utah State, not a federal citizen. This is a very simplistic description that I'm making here that takes people down the path towards freedom and away from this fraudulent, draconian system as you realize which jurisdiction you're actually in as opposed to the jurisdiction they have put you in. 
If you don't have, if they don't have jurisdiction over you, they can't proceed. As for the Bundys and their supporters fighting for their lives right now, we can only hope and pray that the juries hearing these cases will be able to see through the kangaroo court at work to imprison innocent people who just had the courage to make a stand against the real criminals. <sighs> if you feel that this information is in your best interest to learn more about, once again, I recommend reading You Know There's a Problem When... Dot, 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 an American Affidavit of Probable Cause by Anna von Reitzinger and James Clinton Belcher. That's an easy-to-read primer to get you on a path to the freedom you are owed. To get started in that direction, go to AnnaVonWrites.com. It's on my links page, along with the videos I talked about. Before I go through... Before I go, though, I mean... <clears throat> uh, Trump's speech last Tuesday... If you watched it, y'all notice how the Democrats were acting. You know, they would not support literally anything Trump was saying, even when they should have. I mean, it was absolutely hysterical. But there's something else I want to talk about because, you know, the politics of this whole thing. You know, when uh, Trump you know, was introducing a woman up in the gallery who was the wife of the uh, the Navy SEAL team member who was killed just a few weeks ago uh, in Yemen. And they, you know, Trump had her stand up, and you know, and and had the, everyone in the in the gallery and down in the Congress and Senate and the Supreme Court to give her, you know, a, to, to applaud the sacrifice that her husband made and the loss of her husband. And it turned into this really, really long ovation to the point where I started actually feeling, you know, kind of sorry for this woman because you know she's probably trying to maintain her dignity all the while in all of her grief because uh, he only was was killed just a few weeks ago and uh so i felt sorry for her because she's standing up through all of this and all of this applause and it was it was heart-wrenching it was it was it was just i was crying um and they were they showed the democrats they were not standing where's the rationale there's even it's not even sanity these democrats they wouldn't even stand up to honor the military that is protecting us all i you know i was just dumbfounded but i was also feeling really sorry for this woman because this ovation went on so long and i knew she just wanted to crawl under her seat and just get into a fetal position and cry but she had to stand there with as much dignity dignity as she could muster and then after the whole thing was over, after the Democrats uh, scattered like cockroaches in the light, um, they, they, they turned to the talking heads. And I think it was Britt Hume who was talking about that moment and this really overlong standing ovation. He said, he said in all of his years in covering this kind of stuff that he had never seen that prolonged type of an ovation. It was historical precedent. And so later on, you know, I'm thinking about all this stuff. It went through my mind and I went, oh, my God, this is perfect. This is the political. This is the way the Republican side is attacking the Democrats. I don't know whose idea it was for that overlong ovation was to show very clearly how disgusting, how illogical and how inhuman the Democrats are being. They have no sense of rationality. I can't believe this stuff is actually going on that I'm witnessing this crap. Oh, my God. 
So, okay, Renegade Nation, I hope you enjoyed the information in this show. Uh, I hoped uh, and thank you for listening. I'll be back very soon. This is Everly Isby, Connecting the Dots, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. See you soon.